The Priestess and the Cauldron, a podcast featuring Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, two out-of-the-room-closet professional witches with over 70 years' combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC Radio Network. During each show, Elvira and Phoenix will help you create rituals, make spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Phoenix, take it away. I actually feel when that said, we should, you know, literally run right outside and say, we're taking it down the road. We're taking it on the road. <laughs> For some reason, it makes me feel Well, like you're it. welcome to go running around if you want. I'm going to sit. Well, they just think <laughs> me here any more weird than I'm already at. What the heck, you know? Yeah. But, you know but <laughs> so we've had... Um, Moisture coming out of the sky here, and uh, chilly. We haven't. I, I haven't had any thunder. They said thunderstorms. I was very disappointed um, because I didn't you know, know about the thunder. I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, they said thunderstorms, not lightning. Thunderstorms and and all that. And I'm like, okay, so what happened to the thunder? But oh well, you know, whatever. It just means that we've got very strange weather because then on Sunday we're going to go up to 80 degrees. So. Yeehaw. No. But, um, I know. I'm the weather girl now. Uh, you know, Thank I don't you, because I haven't been running. paying attention. Well, mostly because what happens here is is that I need to know when I go walk my dogs. If, mm. you know, I go outside of just looking outside, I sort of check to see is it going to be a day that they don't get a walk, because I don't walk them in the rain. Um it's not just that, but it's it's kind of like a preliminary check-in to see what the world is saying we're going to have versus what actually happens here. Um, and it's more like, oh, okay. Then I look at my daughter's area because obviously going to visit her in the very near future, they're already up in the 80s and going to be 90s and thunderstorms. But see, their thunderstorms and their lightning storms are cool. I mean, <laughs> because of they really are. I mean... One night I was there during the during the summer, and it was lightning and thundering to the point where it literally it was lighting up the bedroom. I had the curtains closed and the lights out, and it looked like daytime. I was fascinated. Yeah, I don't like it. that. Like, you don't. No, um, I'm af- I'm afraid of thunder and lightning. It freaks me out. Even though I work with Thor, I don't like it. <laughs> oh my gosh, girl, I understand, and I do. I. I mean, up until the fires here, A, I love fire, but I've always been slightly, you know, nervous around it just because I'm sure somewhere along the line I was part of being, you know, cast into the fire. (laughs) But the wind, I always loved the wind. Oh, I don't like that either. Now I don't like it at all. It, I'm I'm suddenly like a horse that's become skittish, you know. Yeah. I don't, no, I don't go like with it. that. Before I was like, yeah, the wind. I get out and, you know, I was walking on the mesas um, in uh, Arizona. There's, you know, Chaco Canyon and and a couple of other wonderful places. And when I was there, I would get on the I would the bluff and it was just like, yeah, the wind. 
Now it's like, yeah, I can look around. It doesn't look like we're going to have a forest fire here. I can enjoy it right now. But No. The night before my daughter was born, it was crazy windy. It seems like every, every time it's really crazy windy, it's like a portend of something intense that's coming. And I just... Mm-hmm. I don't like. I don't. I don't sleep well when it. I, for some reason, I always live um, places where there are very large trees. Like when the house I lived in, when I went into labor, we had five very large redwoods right outside, literally growing through the garage unit. They were like, grew, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And where I live now, wow. we have a huge tree in the backyard. And so when it's windy, I just get nervous. I'm too, I'm too. Uh, I don't like it. I don't like lightning. I don't like thunder. I don't like wind. <laughs> I'm such a good pagan. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, you like the controllable element. You like it when it's controllable. I guess yeah, that's it. It's a, like, well, like gentle sprinkling. <laughs> yeah, well, I look at the fire. and Well, mostly I look at, like, lava, okay? Pele, you know? Yeah. Great, wonderful. Um, living there, I'm not sure I'd want to. I mean, yes, it's um, slow-moving most of the time, and... And all but the toxic the, the toxicity of the off gases is what right. kills you. It isn't the, right. the the actual lava. So anyway, yeah. we were. Who was I talking to? Somebody was somebody was talking about Joe and the volcano, and we were talking about throwing. <laughs> oh, I think you and I were doing that, weren't we? Yeah, <laughs> putting it, sacrifices into the volcano. Yes, sacrifices yeah. into the volcano. Well, anyway, so on those sort of uh, strange beginning notes, um, I, what was your week like? My week's been great, pretty, you know, pretty normal, but I've, uh, this was a busy week, so I've been doing um, an introduction to witchcraft class at Milk and Honey, and that, that's been on, on Tuesday evenings, and then on Wednesday evenings, we had our goddess team meeting, or that's our you know, staff meeting, and then on uh-huh. Thursday, last night, I had my, my monthly goddess gathering. We worked with Hathor last night, um, so it's been a very full witchy week, and then today, I got tattooed. Uh, and my tattoo artist is a witch, and so we I did I did a I got a protection tattoo, very specific, with intention and spell work. And her and I did some spell work together, and focused on you know what this tattoo represents, and um and it's you know it's it's in a very difficult place to tattoo. So I was really nervous. I'm very heavily tattooed, so I'm not afraid of getting tattoos, obviously, but. Um, I don't have any tattoos. Well, I didn't have any tattoos like on on my belly or my sides or or uh, like the under boob style. Yeah. And I yeah. I had heard that that was a very painful place, so I was really scared. And it was not. Mm-hmm. It was. It wasn't bad at all. And it's beautiful, and I love it. And I can tell Aww. it's going to be a little um, sore. Yeah. Well. <laughs> and I realized I can't wear a bra for the next few days, so I don't know how I'm going to go to the gym, but I'll figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) Flop around. I've been very busy. Oh, that sounds very exciting. Me? Oh, heck, you know, it's kind of a, I've been busy. I've had, you know, it's kind of clusters. You get clusters of working with rituals that, you know, people want, you know, for various things and, um, so I had a week of, you know, having those kind of having to 
kind of put them into places while I was, you know, going about my business. And, you know, as far as the, the it's weird. The readings in itself have kind of, they're like a little slow, but then we've got graduations. We've got, you know, labor with it. Memorial Day right around the corner here this weekend. And, you know, it's the beginning of, like, the summertime. So I kind of suspect it's, it's just the timing of it, and I was like, yeah, okay, it's not something to, you know, kind of freak on. But um, other than that, you know, uh, my little fall, I've been healing well, and things are okay, you know, from any, you know, pulled muscles and things like that. So mm-hmm. I actually did a yoga class on Tuesday, which was nice. And, um, you know, the rest of it is, starting to gear up for going away, starting to look mm-hmm. at things and go through piles of stuff that I said, why have I kept all this? Oh, throw it away, you know. So in a strange way, it's decluttering before you go somewhere, mostly because you've been holding on thinking you're going to get to it, and then you look over and you go, I don't think so. It's not important. You know? Yeah, yeah. But... Um, but other than that, you know, it's just been a it's been a week, and it's you know part of the picking up and doing the stuff. We're getting you and I are going to be doing a um, grad night, project grad night, right. out, um, you know, next Friday. So we probably will, you know, our show will be a, a rerun, but we yeah. will be working with the young people. So yeah, that's nice. That's right. It'll be that fun. Is. Yeah. So on on all of that, we have as a subject love magic, which is fun because love is my last name, which I find amusing unto itself because (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking I should have had like Fury, Elvira Fury. That sounds like a wrestler's name. I know, I know, (laughs) and and somehow I don't fit the the structure of a wrestler, so we won't go there. Uh, (laughs) I... I, I don't know. These this this conversation's really turning into strange, but what we get for not being <laughs> well, in the I'm, same location. I'm in a very weird place because I re- I always take a little bit of a painkiller before I get tattooed, and then you know you mm-hmm. go through this endorphin thing, and I literally like walked in the door and set up the radio show. So I am in a weird place. I fully admit that. <laughs> well, good. Well, that that that's fine. I'm I'm okay with that. No problem. <laughs> I'll probably add to the excitement as we chatter away here. Yeah. But um, so love magic is obviously a very big yeah. topic. It's yeah. very broad, very big, and we're going to probably do just a like a, a veneer of everything. But there's some areas that we, I think, want to delve into, and it's probably, I mean, I think it's the number one um, mm-hmm. issue that yeah, I think eighty-five percent of my clients are calling about relationship stuff. Mhm. Yep. Yep. Either a problem with or not having one, but you know. Yeah. Exactly. There's always a, an issue. Yeah. So, um, and of course, the question of um, exactly what we as practitioners uh, choose to do and how we want to do work with people when it comes to what they want versus, you know, what seems to be appropriate in in an ethical way. So what about ethics? What about the ethics of doing love work? Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, this is one of the things that I, uh, anytime I do workshops on witchcraft or spell work or anything, I always have a little ethics conversation. And I think, you know, Elvira and I have backgrounds in different traditions of witchcraft. So different traditions look at ethics in a different way. Uh, and, And I really feel like it's a personal thing. As funny as that it sounds, ethics is can't be defined universally. It really can't. Um, and you know, in in Wicca, there's often this "and it harm none, do what thou wilt" type of of mm-hmm. vibe. And there's mm-hmm. also this concept potentially of the threefold law: what what energy you put out there will come back to you threefold. Um, personally, I don't subscribe to the threefold law, but I do believe in in karma and cause and effect. And, you know, those are different mm-hmm. things, but related. You know, what mm-hmm. the cause and effect is, yes, absolutely. What you put out there, there will be an effect. There will be an implication. There will be, you know, you take a pill to get rid of your headache, but it eats away your stomach lining. It's the same thing when it comes to everything in our lives everything is going to have effects that we may be aware of or we may not be able to see. And when it comes to doing any type of magic, there are some traditions and some people who practice witchcraft that think that doing magic uh, on another human without their approval is coercive and therefore wrong. So, for example, my grandma is sick and I want to do a, a healing spell for her, but she would be mortally offended because she thinks witchcraft is bad and doing a spell is evil, right? So Mm -hmm. do I do the spell anyway? Because my grandma wants to get better and I, I love her and I want to help her. Or do I honor the fact that for her, that would be coercive. That's a ethical conundrum. And I think that Mm -hmm. my opinion might be different than another person's. And when we talk about love magic, a lot of the time, we look at situations where someone wants to do spell work on a specific person, whether that's to make them fall out of love or fall in love or be a different type of lover or be a different type of partner or whatever, that is coercive and it is coercive. So you have to decide whether that is okay with you or not. Um, but right. the, the, you know, the ethics of that, um, I think that you have to be your own spiritual authority about that. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, it's interesting because all of us, when we start doing work for others in a manner mm-hmm. of you know being paid, we we also come up to exactly that the sense of integrity, where we have our boundaries, what exactly is it that we will do where it will, you know, wording it um, in such a way that it is, you know, it has these other parts of what we believe in, in it, because it's not that we don't want the person to get what they want, but a lot of times the thing is be careful for what you wish for when you get it, you're not going to want it. I mean, mm-hmm. you live long enough, do this work long enough, and you're going to find a myriad of um, antidotes of situations where the person gets exactly the person they want. They get exactly what they want, and then yep. they're 
abjectly upset because it's not really what they wanted. And um, right. it, it's because we have a fantasy idea yeah, of what absolutely. a relationship is, what love is. And I, I know when we feel that, we, we get euphoric, we, we start, you know, this whole thing. And then, of course, depending on our culture and the stories, myths, fairy tales, legends around love and all the different things also color what it is that we then desire. Mm-hmm. And I think that, yeah. you know, again, we play into what's around us. And, yeah. um, you know, that, yeah. so, yeah. yes, there is, there is that. It is personal. Um, uh, you know, I have personal feelings about breaking people up so one person yeah. can get another person, you know. Right. I, um, and, you know, <laughs> killing someone because they don't want the person around the other person because that's the only way they feel they can, you know, have this person. There are certain, there are definite lines that I draw in the, not even in the sand, in the huge concrete of where I, I make it, that's as far as I go. And, you mm-hmm. know, if there are, if there are people that I do know that are practitioners that are good, I will suggest that. But I personally, and I personally come from areas of experience where pushing something doesn't always mean when you push and get what you want that you're gonna, you know, I'll take it if somebody's gonna cheat on me. I'll, I'll, I'll get this, you know, and it never comes back the way you put it. You, you know, you're trying to put it out to get what you want. It always has that right. sort of zinger. So yeah. um, I tend not to like those singers. So I, yeah. I well, let's limit it. The other thing, just to put it out there, is you know if you if you are working magic to get a pers- a specific person to fall in love with you, you are you are manipulating that person's free will, right? And mm-hmm. and I am not making an ethical statement about that. I don't care. <laughs> I'm I go for it. <laughs> you know that's. That's not an issue for me. I just, people really need to be aware of it. And and when that work works, when your spell comes through and that person starts showing an interest in you and falls in love with you, well, then you have to deal with the ramifications of knowing that. Is this real? Is this genuine? Maybe it will eventually become real and genuine, but is it starting out that way? Or is this based off of you manipulating this person? So you really have to be cautious when it comes to love magic. And I am all, I'm all for it. I, I, like I said, I, I, I'm not necessarily opposed to working love spells on specific people. I've done it. I fully admit it. And I've had to deal with the backfire and the consequences. So be cautious when you start working spells with specific people in mind. Um, You know, we're going to talk about love magic tonight, but I would say be really clear and, and cautious no matter what kind of spell you're working, you know, mm-hmm, even mm-hmm. if it's for all the positive things you could imagine. Right. And, you know, there's always ways, I don't want to say ways to get around, but ways to try and align it. Like if it's the will of all concerned, mm-hmm, if it's for the right. higher good of all concerned, you know, there's a, there's a, um, there are things that allow, I mean, you're not, <laughs> There's one bigger power, whether we call it a god or a goddess or, you know, the divine essence or whatever we want to call. 
that that energy up there, if we're looking at a co-creative process, is that they kind of the ones that hold all the cards, so to speak. Right. And if they're saying, I, you know, they, it, energy, the the being, says, no, uh-uh, this person needs to learn yeah. humility yeah. with this person over here who's being an asshole to them. Um, right. You know, you there's a there not a destiny that's written in stone, but there are things that are maybe with higher consequences in that that you you know are needing to work in conjunction with. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And pretty much, I would say that's any magic, but you know, love magic is yeah. is charged. It is really it's a charged. charged. It is subject. charged. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of of emotion behind it, and sometimes, you know, the the emotion of love and lust and and attraction, these are things that are very um, heated, <laughs> and they right. can make us act crazy. They can, you know, falling for someone can turn you into a different person than you normally are. It puts all of these um, chemicals into your brain and your your nervous system that normally on a regular day don't flood you like that so it can also be really confusing and when you find Mm -hmm. yourself in a place where you're charged and you're flooded with chemicals and you're feeling desperate it's easy to go i know i'll do some magic right but that's Mm -hmm. that is not necessarily the best time to do it. It could be a great time to do it, but you want to make sure you are fully engaged and in your your solid self before mm-hmm. you, you know, jump into magic. Right. And that and, brings up the point of coming with the concept of, you know, basically self-love and self-esteem, yeah. self-respect and self-confidence. These are all... You know, when you start to do magic, whether it's for love or something else, these are things that have to be, you could be thrown off at a time and feel wobbly, but the actual sense of where yourself is at, if it's because you see yourself as a, you know, I am, I need this person to feel happy, then you don't have self-love or self-confidence, you know, and that. It's you know, it's like that's the the big lesson of what mm-hmm. you need to get to, and that's where you need to start. And having somebody do something for you so you can have what you want is, um, I guess I I have a very, um, I have a strict policy that I work with is that I will help somebody, but I will also want them to learn how to do this and to be able to do this from themselves because. Yes, it's a great idea for everybody to want to keep coming to practitioners. But Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily, it's like a kid wanting mommy to make it better for them. At some point you have to grow up because there may be no more mommies out there and you're going to be stuck on your own and you're going to be wailing in in the dirt and, you know, you need to be able to know how to focus and and bring yourself into that, that point of reference and, um, that doesn't mean we don't all start from the, oh, please give this to me, please, 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 please mm-hmm. give it to me, you know, that kind of thing. But yeah. we do need to kind of redirect and, and I think and that. I think if you do a lot of love work, if you're doing love magic, if you're focusing on a relationship especially and it's not working, 
your cells aren't having an impact, not seeing shifts and changes, then I think Mm -hmm. the focus needs to be shifted, just like you're saying, Elvira, to self-love. If you are not, if you're not in a good place, if you are not taking care of yourself, if there isn't a lot of love that you're offering to your own being, the, the potential lovers that you're going to call into your life aren't going to deserve you. They're, they're not going to treat you like you need to be treated. They're not going to be the best potential partner for you because you're not even the best potential partner for you. And exactly. often the first step before doing spell work to bring in a new relationship is to do some spell work for self-love and to really work on that first, to make you a whole being so you're ready to be a, a good partner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very true, very true. And I, you know, that there's just, again, there is really some basics that, you know, it's a foundation. It's, it's yeah. you know, yes, we've taught, we've discussed, you know, the foundations of what, the magic is like circle work and the foundations that you have this for this element, that for that element, you know, your tools and things. But there's also a foundation when you get into doing actual magical workings that come from yourself. And that's a foundation that's real in, personal and intimate that you need to feel um, feel your way through and also have that sense of solidarity in yourself uh, yeah that you know because it's kind of like I, I always say is that no matter how great a magician or witch or practitioner you are to do the work the person that wants it is the one that has the most juice because they want it it's their every cell of their body wants it their being wants it and there's no way any of us ever could have can duplicate that in ourselves. We're we're not them. Right. We don't we don't have that similarity. We can try to align and get into a sense there, but it's you know that's why I, I like having people do work on their side because that's what mm-hmm. drives their you know their own desires drive the process. Absolutely. So yeah. Yep. So that um, and that kind of you know I mean ethics and and the idea of what magic you know love magic really bases itself on i mean these are the things i mean love is a, is a is a it's a feeling that aligns you with the 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 cosmos the big mm-hmm. the big picture and yep. whether it's the love of another person the love of the divine you know we talk about the beloved and you know all of the different things that go into what the concept of relationship is but yeah. um, it's a big feeling, and it makes you, as you say, euphoric. It brings you up and out, and um, I think that's really a great energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we work with humans who have, right. no matter how much we love them, have flaws, and yep. we can't make them exactly the way we want them because right. they're, they have their individual flaws and and good things and and that's why we really and truly i think that's why we love we fall in love with people is because they are different yeah there's something different about them even though there's a sim something that we we relate to on whatever levels but it's the differentness yeah absolutely yeah um so um i don't know how close are we to doing a um our little break because then oh. we can come back and 
actually work on uh, you spell. know spell work and and some ideas of what you can do and and different products. Yeah, well, let's take our break and get it over with, and then we'll come back and just dig into spells and stuff. Sounds cool. Okay. All right. So we'll be back. Yes, we will. The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Stay tuned as more magic is coming your way right after these messages. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour, Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie. Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain. Tuesdays, 5 to 6. And The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay. Fridays, 6 to 7. All time specific. Add three hours for Eastern. Sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California and online at luckymojo.com. We are the sacred oh. three. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, where do we want to start um, in terms of spells and the idea of what we can use? Yeah. Um, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. The, the possibilities okay. well, are endless, Elvira. I know that. I know that. You should see. I mean, you're normally across the table from me, but I mean, literally, my the entire half of where I would be, where I sit, is strewn with papers and notes and stuff. But I am going to use one because we've never really talked about this in specific. But one of the things that I really get fascinated by and love doing um, is working with the tarot outside of doing diagnostic work but for Mm -hmm. spell work. And one of the things, of course, you have is you've got, you know, certain cards that when they do come up for us are love cards, like the Ace of Cups and the the Knight of Cups and uh, one of the other ones that is, I mean, consistently the Lovers is one that everyone goes, oh, you know, that's great. Um, It has other meanings, obviously, but you can lay them if people have tarot cards and they wish to do that they can always do something with um like the knight of cups in the center with the lovers so they and they're you know a significator for themselves so they can draw in love draw an attraction and have it there set on their altar and you know working with the elements of you know incense and a, a candle and you know some of the the things that we we trade on as standards for working in spell work but I really thought, you know, the idea of using the tarot to, mm-hmm. you know, do that. And then if there's a specific person that you have in mind, you can always work with, you know, getting a card that's one of the court cards that really represents it. Like if they're an earth sign and, you know, they're a younger person, then, you know, the knight of pentacles or mm-hmm. um, the king of pentacles and use that as the person and then go from there. So I always have found that intriguing 
and um, because we tend as uh, people who do it professionally to use the people's names and pictures and things like that because we're specifically working for people that want something but if you're doing something just for yourself I think that's a very nice way to try to you know pull in energy that is maybe a little different and has um, an um, graphics that you don't necessarily align with a particular person. Right. Nice. So there you go. Now, yeah. I uh, one of the that. things one of, one of the things that I often suggest to clients who are ready. They they determine they are ready and they um you know, call me like, okay, I'm ready for a relationship. I'm, I've done my personal work and I've, I'm ready. Okay. So okay. we've, we, we, uh, we're ready for what is always the next question. <laughs> so yeah, you want a relationship. Okay, great. What does that mean? You know, who is the person you'd like to be in a relationship with? You know, yeah. Okay. Brad Pitt. Lovely. Brad Pitt would be a long shot. So <laughs> Uh, and I, you know, we want to be specific about who we're calling into our lives, but we also want to leave room for the universe to help us, right? So, generally speaking, it, with a with a window, how old is the person that you would like to call in? You know, kind of like you're filling out an online dating profile. You know, about how much money do they earn? Have been married before? Do they have children? Are they interested in having children? You know, are they out? Are are you looking for someone adventurous? Are you looking for someone who likes to be more of a stay-at-home type person? And really start to develop a picture of what your ideal partner looks like. Maybe even writing that out and letting that be part of the spell work because you want to be clear about what you want. Once you start the the trick with love magic, especially when you're not doing work on a specific person. When you start opening up and saying, I'm ready for love, I'm ready for romance, I'm ready for a new relationship, people will pick that up and you'll start mm-hmm. getting asked out on dates and you'll start getting attention and you'll start getting people from your past on old lovers that call you and want to come and see you again. And those might be the people you don't want. So you also have to prepare to kiss a few frogs when you start doing right. this work. So if you come across someone who is the polar opposite of those things that you wrote on your list, don't waste your time. Don't settle, mm-hmm. right? But you want to have a clear picture. And then when you have that list, you can do all kinds of spell work on that list. You can burn candles on it. You can uh, do prayer with it. You can. Um, I really like baths when people are looking for new love. I like to you know, do a bath with honey and rose petals and Damiana and to really let that bath be a ritual, a ritual of inviting love in, of opening the door, uh, making it sensuous and have candles lit and maybe music playing and and Mm -hmm. have the list already written out. And, you know, I like to encourage people to work with um, love goddesses if they're comfortable uh, you know, so calling, you know, we just talked about Aphrodite, you know, maybe not being the right person, but it, it could be Aphrodite. And, you know, great goddess Aphrodite, please bring love into my life. Please bring this this person and read your list. In my life, I am ready. I am open. I am ready to receive, you know? Mm-hmm. 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 Definitely. 
it's interesting yeah. you were saying that because obviously one of the things that it's not just a cleansing. It's it's a because you immerse yourself in water, mm-hmm. you're immersing yourself in emotion. Yeah. Because it is the aspect of that the element and the the emotion. So I really think that's a, a very wonderful way to start. Again, for new love, for something not yeah. that you're looking for a particular person, but for something new and appropriate to come in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, obviously one of the things that, you know, it's interesting. Over the years, having gotten involved in working in, you know, the hoodoo were, uh, world and then kind of doing my, I never really thought about figural candles. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, candle is a candle, and, and to me, a candle, it's, you know, can be a person as opposed to, you know, having something actually represented and looking at you. But it's another mm-hmm. way to make something um, visual and real, even if it's a candle of a generic man or a generic woman, um, yeah. to do that. I think that it is, it is something to utilize. And, again, you dress it with what you want it to be from the oils and sachets and, you know, maybe even uh, writing on it or just your, you know, as you put it, your list and mm-hmm. um, utilize that. I think it's it's another way to make it more personal when it comes to that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and a moving candle spell, you know, like you're talking about, is one of the most um, – probably well-known spell it's like a, a go-to mm-hmm. spell but you you use those mm-hmm. figural candles you may you get one for yourself a, you know the figural candle that represents your gender and you get a mm-hmm. figural candle that represents the gender of the person you'd like to call in and mm-hmm. you know you you take that candle that's you and you put some of your hair in it and or some of your body fluids on it and you dust it with a herbs and the oils and all the things and you take that other figural candle and you put your list underneath it or you know whatever and then Uh every night you work that magic and you scoot those candles closer together you call that energy to you you move that that potential partner closer and closer and closer until the last night Uh those Uh two candles Uh are touching exactly exactly and and it's really I really find it, um, because I'm a fire sign, obviously, I find fire really great in that sense, not the way we experienced yeah. it here last year. But um, no. it it just, it has a way of making it, tra- it's a very real visual thing. You can watch something yeah. transform. So you can bring that from, you know, the other aspects. You know, I mean, incense burns and becomes ash. That's true. But this has a tendency to go from solid to liquid to vapor, and then it goes mm-hmm. off. And you go, yeah, look at that transformation. So mm-hmm. I really like the use of candles and, and doing spell work um, for love and, you know, anything to do around that kind of a, a process. And um, I know that uh, the use of herbs, there's a lot of uh, lists of herbs to use mm-hmm. and, and things like that. Uh, flowers are always a big thing, you know, obviously yeah. certain ones yeah. are very predominant. Carnations, roses, lilies, you know, these are these all have 
very strong, not just smells, but strong impact in terms of the the essence of that of that flower and the visual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But um, you know, it's interesting because, as I said, we we have incredible lists all over the place that we have mentioned at different times, different places to find them. Um, Scott Cunningham for flowers and stones and um, Kat Ironwood for her um, hoodoo herb and root magic. Uh, Mm -hmm. These are ones that are are good go-tos for, you know, because they actually do have in the back a list of things for love. But I found one that truly fascinated me, and that was about the use of, um, hang on, it was attraction. It was like, first of all, you have love, and then you have, which has got all these different herbs and and stones and and things to use, and then they have one that's about attraction, like magnetic to attract a man, Um, you know, herb-wise. is ambergris, gardenia, ginger, jasmine, lavender, musk, neroli, and tonka, but a magnet to attract a woman is bay, civet, mm-hmm. musk, patchouli, um, vertivet, and violet. Mm-hmm. And I was like going, wow, because I never really thought about being that specific. You know, yeah. in terms of it's just love, and you kind of look down and, you know, certain things will come to you, will feel Right, and then if you want to get more information, you turn to the actual, um, what it says about it, you know, in terms yeah. of What's funny of, is I just, I just saw an article in my Facebook feed, I think it was this morning, it might have been last night, but it said that a combination of van- lavender and pumpkin, pumpkin spice, in the right combination is a, um, will attract men. And scent is power, very powerful when it comes to attraction. Uh, you know, there's all these pheromones that we can't even smell that are part of why we are attracted to people. But there are mm-hmm. certain things that are known to to lure in men and women. So, again, if you're doing magical work and you're prepared and you're ready and you want a new relationship, do the magical work and then add that to your daily practice. Put a little bit of vanilla. Vanilla is another one that, that is um that lures the men's in, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, depending on what yeah. what type of relationship you're looking for. And finally, number green, that first thing you said, mm-hmm. that shit's expensive, and it's and it's gross. It's like, I know it is. Yeah. So, and also know where your herbs come from. Unfortunately, I'm finding out more and more and more that people who buy their herbs solely online are not actually getting what they order. Um, so if you don't know about herbs and you are um, unfamiliar with what an herb should look like, then try to go and get it from like a farmer's market or a, a, an herb store if you could find one locally. And if you can't, then just make sure you're dealing with a, a reputable herb seller like, excuse me, like Star West or a company like that where you know it's legit because unfortunately there's a lot right. of people. Yeah, this, sure. This is this is hyssop. No, no, it's not. It's just grass cuttings from a lawn. Like, so right, shady. Right, right. It's fascinating because, you know, the, the 
herbs and 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 flowers and essences uh you know they all they all work into each other and uh one of the things that is very i mean you've got the candle magic which is the fire yeah. but then you have the herb magic which is the poppet and mm-hmm. you know the, uh, people love the idea of this little specially concocted you know poppet that you can get personal with you can you put a you know glue the face of the person you want but if you're just working with a generic to get the the kind of person that we we started this whole discussion with to get something that will fit then you know you would definitely put your personal you know energies into it by putting that paper written inside and then utilizing particular herbs and you know then sewing it and you know maybe you know, adding a stone or, or, you know, something to the heart area or to the, you know, the hands or, you know, it, it gets really interesting because that's part of, it's like a craft. It's, you can feel it. You can, you can work with it. You can touch it. You can, you know, mold it. Some people do clay. They work in clay to do clay poppets and yeah. uh, things of that nature. I, I know I, I like that idea, but I've never been drawn to it. I tend to do, you know, the standard poppets that you can stuff in and add stuff to and, and all. Right. But that is something because then it becomes something that is you talk to it, you you mm-hmm. you have, you know, conversations and, add, you know, draw the energy towards you through this poppet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you're using a poppet for a specific person, if you're specifically mm-hmm. doing magic to call someone into your life, um, you can put that poppet in your panties as a way to keep them, um, you know, attracted and interested and amorous. Um, mm-hmm. You can also keep it, you, if you're, you know, wanting to be nice to it, obviously treat it nicely. You can keep it in your underwear drawer. Uh, but poppets, you know, you have to be careful because they always need to be in a good, in a good way. They need to be treated well. They need to be happy. You don't want to sad right. pop it. So it's a lot of responsibility right. to make the pop it. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I did find, which was kind of interesting, I mean, you can do knot magic, you know, tying knots and mm-hmm. and um, creating uh, a spell as you as you tie a knot to, to uh, bring someone to you. Obviously, it's used in, in bindings, but it's also... Uh, a way to tie the energy into a spell of what it is you want. So for each yeah. one of the things that you desire, you can tie a knot and and work with that. So right, um, you know, and it can get intricate. You can do. I mean, actually, you know, I always thought of, and this is one of those where it's like my vision is not. It's big, and the reality doesn't hit it. Is that I go macrame. That's it, you know, the concept of the Celtic knots and the macrame, and, and I have all these visuals of what could be done, and I, I will probably, highly unlikely, I will ever follow those through in reality, even though in my mind I can see this beautiful, you know, process that could be worked out. It's just, I'm like, no, nah, that's not, that's not, mm, not me. Right, yeah. <laughs> but some people it can get they can really get into that and that's you know something they really feel strongly about it's the same thing as when you're knitting or crocheting mm-hmm, um, absolutely that so 
but that is another part of a, a magic that can be worked in terms of love, you know, and creating what you're mm-hmm. looking for. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, uh, yeah. So those are those are the the for the generic one. You know, like I want a relationship, and I really feel it. But now there's another part of this. Yeah. How often have you heard your client say to you? He's my twin flame, my soulmate, mm-hmm. or she. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And how do you handle that? Well, and here's the thing, uh, and this might, you know, make some people sad or or mad at me. I don't believe in twin flames. Sorry, I don't. I really don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know. I, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. Um, and you know, the, 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 we've been reincarnated for lifetimes together after. Well, yeah. So if sure, like I'm not going to tell anybody that they're wrong, but my opinion is that the whole point of reincarnation is to grow and to change and to learn lessons. And if we're constantly reincarnating with the same people, we're probably never learning those lessons. It's, you know, more challenging mm-hmm. that way. So, mm-hmm. you know, the thing with a twin flame, okay, maybe that is your soulmate. Maybe that is your twin flame. But it's no different than any other relationship. And the magic that you use and the spell work that you use is the same spell work you would use for any other relationship. Um, you know, the the you need to be really clear and level-headed when you go into doing spell work for love. Um, if you're coming at it too erratic or too uh, in, from a place of obsession, it can actually lead to more trouble. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how you feel about that answer. <laughs> oh, my goodness. A whole other world opens up. Well, here's my thing. Um, because before I became, well, how do I put this? On my journey through the various and sundry places of both witchcraft and all the various different traditions and and things, I did do a large amount of work with the light workers and um, those people that are part of. Um, how to, I don't use this because I find it derogatory, but the people who are out there with you know the concepts of soul soulmates mm-hmm. and you know all the things that are there and what my feeling is really very we come from a soul family up there you know a, a group of energies that are similar that are that are you know have a have like a a, a pod and yeah. whether we have consciousness or not and and for me I believe I, that you have consciousness but that's mine uh, if you come down now, whether or not you've been a father or a mother or a brother or a lover, you know, you've had 16 incarnations where you've barely gotten to each other and then tragedy hits and drama, drama. It's not about that in this lifetime. What this lifetime is, is okay, you feel this energy, but there is a sense that they may be in your life for a period of time and it may be a short period of time. It may be a experience to help you because in whatever dynamic you have this energy that's that's of the similar nature that that draws together and 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 is that but Mm -hmm. it doesn't need to be translated into the ultimate 
love of one's life for the rest of one's life. It doesn't mean it can't be that. But yeah, yeah. we go to the farthest extreme and don't give credence to the fact that this person had a profound effect in that experience that I had and forever will change my life, but it's not that I'm going to live with them and grow old and have 16 kids and, and you know, do whatever. But right. that moment, and, and I really feel that's what it's about. Twin flames, um, well, considering the fact that I don't believe that we have a better half or a non-better half and that we were split at some time up there and, right. and now we're right. always looking for that, I don't buy that. I'm, I'm totally out that from that part. I, I have no relationship to it because that means that I'm deficient when I come in and I can't, yeah. I can't, they're just like, nah, uh-uh. So right. that process. Yeah, but the rest I'm with of it you on that one. Is an energy field, and because that's part of where my growth as a child was with this process that was about energy, that that whole thing translates to me as that. And um, you know, one of the things the um, and I know you know this the Anam Kura, which is the soul friend. Um, it mm-hmm. can be totally misconstrued as a soulmate, lover, we're going to be together. It's the, the right. ultimate togetherness. And yet right. it is the depth of that energy. And I try to, you know, when I talk to people, when they're talking about these things, I said, please understand there is like a whole spectrum. It isn't just one thing. But, yeah. you know, yes, this can be that in, you know, one of the things that I actually read in one of the books I was looking up information is that sex tends to <laughs> sometimes ruin a really good friendship. And that yeah. whole friendship could be ruined based on that, not because it just it crossed a line that didn't that was unnecessary. Right. And humans right. tend to kinda do things all in a gusto. So um anyway, that's my t- my take on that. But um working with the different herbs and plants, things that we have available are always a lot of fun. And for us, you know, as professionals, we may have our favorite go-tos. We may, you know, we all do and, and certain things. But there's there's so much out there to, to experiment with. And I think that's mm-hmm. part of it is sometimes you may have a certain set of things that uh, are work really well. And I try yeah. to use them and they don't work like shit. You know, yeah, because yeah. that's what speaks to you. Yeah, I think that's true when it comes to doing spell work, too. There may be a, a style that I do all my spell work that works well, and it doesn't work well for another person, you know? So it's mm-hmm. it's also about experimentation. Mm-hmm. If you're looking to do love work and you try a spell and it doesn't work, well, then try a different spell. Maybe it's just that style isn't your forte. Right, right. Yeah. You know, and, and that it's it's really important to realize just like you're making a, it's a recipe. It's like going yeah. in and you know there is no way I could do um, you know cordon bleu. That's it. There you know, but I can make managate from scratch. I can do um, shushedu, which is a Sicilian dish from scratch, and it's really freaking good. But yeah. there are just some recipes that really work, and somebody else would look at it and go, huh? Right, so, right. Um, yeah. That's also important. It's very personalized. And when you work with workers, it's the just like you work with a reader who you connect with and works well, yeah. 
the same thing as anybody that works spell work for you or, you know, with you is the connection. I mean, there are times yeah. that I can't work with a person even though I've done something because it's just it's oil and water. They aren't mixing. It's not because I'm poor at what I do or the person's wrong. It just it isn't the right connection. Right, right. And I think we talked about this before. But, you know, we can do all of the spell work that we want. And this is especially true when we're doing love work on another specific person. Sometimes spirit Uh knows better. And, you know, Uh we might think that this is the one and we might think that this really needs to happen. And I know it, even though they don't know it and they can't see that we're meant to be together. I know it and I know it. Well, some maybe, but sometimes spirit knows even better than that. And if you've uh-huh, been working uh-huh. on a relationship and it's just not coming together, there, there, it might be one of your guides or allies that's that's saying no, dear, no. It might be God that comes down and says no, dear, no. And so uh-huh. there is a point where you have to go, okay, this isn't the one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some self love work, shake this off, and move on. The sometimes uh-huh. the best way to do love work is to stop. Exactly. Because there's just so much you can push and push and push. And if you you get to a certain point, you do really need to know, no, it's not. Or you get a little movement and then you don't get anything for a long time. Right. Um, You know, humans are tenacious because they will go after what they want to the ends of the earth, which is, in our society, it is honored as as a wonderful trait. But in mm-hmm. magic, it's even in spirit, it is there are guideposts and signs and, and things that you know you, people ignore because this is how you get something. You push till you get it. Mhm. Right. So. Right. Yeah, and it's a subtle. It's all subtle, and I think that's the the other part of what magic is: is that it for all of our incredible films and computer graphics and things of, you know, waving wands and saying words and pointing fingers and doing whatever and getting these things. It's a very subtle art to yeah. to be able to work with the energies and the, the elements and the and deities or, or archangels or whatever and then get the get movement and then back off, you know? Yeah. You know, yeah. Sometimes a little is is more powerful than a ton. But, right. You know. Yeah. So, but that kind of, you know, I think we, we really have, I mean, this has been not a how-to, like, you know, do two parts this and three parts that. Yeah, we um, kind of went in an interesting direction. I, I wasn't anticipating that. <laughs> <laughs> I know I had all my paperwork here to talk about different spells and different things that you could actually do, and I'm thinking... Well, part of that is is that a we got tons of books, the internet, right. it's all out yeah, there that people can look at and and feel what it's like, and that's the other part is that you have to, you know, feel it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, maybe we'll do a part two and just talk about spells. Yeah, we'll just <laughs> sit here and rattle them off. It'll be fun. Yeah. We'll just give recipe <laughs> you know. after recipe. We are doing recipe day. You know, yeah. Kind of thing. yeah. Maybe we'll, we'll take another point of reference and do uh, a series on recipes for there different you go. things. There you, there go. you go. 
But I think we're at our time, believe it or not. We I looked are. at the clock and I went, ah, wow. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, yeah. And next week will be by. a rerun. Mm-hmm. And then what? what yep, is after? I forgot. I don't have my calendar on me. What are we doing uh, after that? Hang on here. Uh, yes, I do believe it or not. I was, we got the rerun. And next, the following week after is going to be um, coming of age. We're going to be mm. doing a life cycle. Right. The Rites of, pa- Rites of Passage series. Yeah, yes. So yeah, so, series, so. yeah, and we've had a lot more people um, start following our Facebook page. So welcome, thank you, and mm-hmm. um, you know, please continue to to go to the website, the, the witchpriestesscauldron.com, and send in your questions. And uh, you know, we will have a Ask a Witch episode again soon. So if you have questions or if you'd like to get a reading. It'll be a little while before we get to that show, but we do like to to hear from folks. It's always nice, and and mm-hmm, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. For sure, and thank you very much. And um, we will be back live in two weeks. Yeah. Okay. Well, have All a good right. and wonderful and a safe Memorial Day weekend. Yes, you too. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific and will be available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website, and that's at www.witchpriestesscauldron.com. Again, that's witchpriestesscauldron.com. On behalf of Elvira, Phoenix, Alan, and myself, Gwion Raven, a big merry meet and merry part and merry meet again. Blessed be.